Guess who's back? All and the Alfred. And a shot at a goal. 24 runs in the span of really shut out. Dumbino hit to a home run. Go! Jack. That's way back. Put some extra relish on my hot dog. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Two, two, it's time for all Andy Alfred. Good evening, everybody. This is Andy Alfred, the host of All Andy Alfred, and you are listening to a special edition of All Andy Alfred, our Falcon Friday edition, right here on the Anchor Network. And you're listening to me on the plethora of platforms when it comes to the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes and Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Bleaker. However you listen, wherever and whenever you listen, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning into the show. As you can always be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at AllAndyAlfred, as well as on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allandyalfred. Friday's edition of All Andy Alfred, the Falcon Friday edition, is taped live in front of all of you on Facebook Live. So this show is unedited, uncensored, and full of content. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. An interesting week ahead for us in the sports department. A interesting week ahead in the regards of the Jackets. Big win on Wednesday night. They come back to Nationwide tomorrow night. The Fish return and are back at full strength and on a hot streak as we speak. UT is struggling again. What else is new? Falcons are on a bye. That's why I'm not wearing orange tonight. But we'll talk about the big game this upcoming Wednesday. And the big game's happening this weekend in the top 25. Indianapolis beats up on White. And proves that the J-E-T-S sucks, sucks, sucks. Continue. Their downward spiral. The Braves win the World Series. They win the Commissioner's Trophy. And that is the last baseball game we'll see until 2023. We'll talk about that tonight. And so much more. Because after all, even though Bowling Green is on a bye, after all, It's Falcon Friday, baby, right here on the Anchor Network, as well as on Facebook Live.
Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Party and party and yeah, party and party and yeah, fun, 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 fun. Looking forward to the weekend. Ah, I love you guys and welcome into another edition of All Andy Alfred right here on your exclusive home for me. That is with the Anchor Network and you are listening to me tonight on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, for the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving me your time and your effort to listen into what's happening in the sports world as well as what's happening in my daily life. As well as on Facebook Live tonight because it's a Falcon Friday, Friday edition of the program, you can be a part of the show on our Facebook Live, posting a comment, questions, concerns, post them up here on our Facebook Live. But you can always be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at all Andy Elford. It is at all Andy Elford, as well as Facebook.com slash all Andy Elford. So welcome into the program on this Falcon Friday edition. I know what you're thinking. Andy, you're not wearing orange. You wear some sort of Falcon apparel on Falcon Friday. Well, tonight, folks, with us on the bye, I thought, you know, and it's a little chilly in the studio tonight. Might as well put on something warm. Put on the thermal. Because we're going to be wearing the thermals come Wednesday when Bowling Green steamrolls the University of Toledo. At the night. And we're going to talk about that, preview that game coming up here in just a little bit. Also, look at Bowling Green's opponent, of course, Toledo, as they fell to the Eastern Michigan Eagles, and now they are playing for just to get into a bowl game. We'll talk about that, too, as well as looking at the rest of the top 25 around college football. Also, we'll dive into Week 9 of the NFL slate. You'll hear my predictions. Not a good week for me. Not an absolutely good week. I went four, excuse me, five and nine last week. Five and nine last week. Not very good. Not very good. But I'm going to stir the ship. I know what I'm doing. I know what I did wrong last week. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we get back onto the winning page. And we want to also talk a little bit about some baseball as it was the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series, you'll hear my thoughts on that, as well as why I said that comment. The last baseball game we'll see until at least 2023. So, like I said, if you're on Facebook Live, send a comment, send a question. Go right ahead. Go ahead and do it. we got some people watching us right now. So, hi, everybody, and the Facebook world. So, let's get first and foremost, and let's... Hit the ice. Let's talk a little bit about the Blue Jackets first and foremost. But before we actually, before we begin with that, I would like to say thank you. Thank you to all of the listeners who listened to the podcast this past Monday. We had some of the highest, I mean the highest ratings with regards to this show. I think I know why, because of my huge rant over the Lions it got picked up by a few of the Reddit reports, what I was told. Um, 
you know, it was absolutely, it was absolutely fantastic. And it's the truth. It's, I'm telling you straight up the truth. It is terrible how bad the Lions are this year. 0-8, and, and thank God they're on a bye. I don't have to deal with that because I got a lot more to deal with on my, on my plate than watching this crappy, crappy football team that we have in the Motor City. And all I have to say is that the Fords have got to go. The Fords have got to go. Plain and simple. They've got to go. Sell it to the Illages. Sell it to somebody that actually wants to put some money and put some investment in the football team. Plain and simple. But we'll get into that later on in the program. But we're going to, first of all, first of all talk about the team out of the capital city. We'll hit the ice first and foremost. Let's talk about the team out of the capital city. Let's talk about the Blue Jackets. The Jackets on Wednesday night went into the Ball Arena. Yes, Ball Jars. Used to be formerly the Pepsi Center. Now it's Ball Center, which is the home of the Colorado Avalanche. Yes, Lucas, a.k.a. Ned Flanders, a.k.a. Uncle Rico, is what he always calls himself sometimes. Went in and played against the Blue Jackets. And the Jackets, young kids, stepped up to the plate. They absolutely stepped up to the plate. And it was absolutely fantastic to see. The Jackets, led by Cole Sillinger, this rookie, this kid, 18 years of age, is just putting this team first and foremost. And I love this kid. I absolutely love this kid. This This was probably one of the best draft picks we made and it was because of the Seth Jones trade. And you look at this the goal scores in this game on Wednesday, they were all from the Seth Jones trade. Jake Bean and Cole Sillinger was the draft pick that the Jackets got in exchange and Jake Bean was the defenseman that they got in exchange for Seth Jones. And where's Seth Jones right now? Playing with the Chicago Blackhawks who are struggling as of late. But the Jackets, a big win at the ball center in Denver, Colorado. It was actually O'Connor starting off the scoring in the second period. The game was tied at zero after 20 minutes of play. O'Connor, his first from Kadri. It was one nothing Colorado. Brim getting his second of the game, second of the season, excuse me, making it 2 nothing in favor of Colorado at the 12-24 mark of the second period, beating Jonas Corposalo, who was making a second start, Back-to-back starts for Corpy from Kadri and Langescog before Jake Bean getting his second goal of the season from Oliver Bjorkstrand and Andrew Peak making it 2-1 after 40 minutes of play. Then the Jackets went on a rampage, scoring three consecutive goals in the third period, scoring four unanswered, all led by Cole Sillinger, his second and third of the season. The second was assisted by from Jakob Voracek and Patrick Laine. Then Cole Sillinger getting his third from Carlson and Line, making it 3-2 in favor of the CBJ. And then Boone Jenner on the backhand, beating the goaltender from Colorado. Jenner, his sixth goal of the season from Nyquist and Bjorkstrand. 4-2 Jackets. And I'm sitting there watching this game, and I'm saying, can we hold it? Can we hold it? And like my my pit bladder, I couldn't hold it, and the Jackets couldn't hold it, unfortunately. As Kumpower getting his fifth of the season from Brim and Kadri, 4-3 in favor of the Jackets. That was on an empty net with 16.54 to go into the third period. And then Brim tying the game with less than a minute to play in the third period. 
on a slap shot from McKinnon and Langeskog, and it was tied at four going into overtime. So giving up a point on the road. I'm thinking, okay, you know, let's see what happens. You know, Line A has been capitalizing on in the overtime period, but unfortunately, Line A came comes out of the game. He is now out. The bug is out out for four to six weeks with an oblique strain because of this game. And all I have to say to that is, good. He isn't doing anything for us this year. So it's good to see the bug gone. Off the ice. And the young kid, Jake Bean. The play was all set up by Voracek. Absolutely a gorgeous play. Fending two uh, Colorado defenders. Blocking off the puck. Bean takes the puck, takes the shot from the point, and buries it in overtime. Jackets win in overtime. Bean his third from Voracek and Sillinger. Jackets win 5-4. Get four, excuse me, they get four points. Four out of the six points in this three-game road trip. I'll take it as a win. I will definitely take it as a win. You know, after how the how crappy the the road trip started with a four nothing shutdown in MSG, I will take four points out of the possible six. I'll take it. As the Jackets win five four, being the number one star, uh, Brynham the number two star, and Langescog the number three star. Jackets out shooting the Avalanche of the game thirty seven thirty two, and the faceoff dot the Avalanche at fifty five percent to the Jackets forty five percent. Uh, both teams over on the power play. The, the Jackets did not have a power play at all. The Avs over three on the power play. Jackets were out hitting the game fifteen to thirteen. They were they out blocked the Avs twenty one to eighteen. They also gave away eight block giveaways to the Jackets. Three to the Jackets winning in that department as well. Corpusalo great outing back to back starts for him. He stopped twenty eight of thirty two. His save percentage of a point eight seven five for the Avs. It was Johansson stopping 32 of 37, his save percentage of a point eight six five. So the Jackets, a 5-4 win on Wednesday night. They now come back to Nationwide Arena after the Dave Matthews Band that's at Nationwide tonight performing. We'll take on that same Colorado team tomorrow night, 7 o'clock putt drop at 200 West Nationwide Boulevard in the heart of the Arena District. So the Jackets... Trying to keep the winning streak going two in a row so far. Can they make it three? Can they get the job done? Because after tomorrow night's game, they'll basically have a week off. They won't play again until the following Friday. It's going to be like an ECHL schedule for them. They will play Saturday night against Colorado. Then they'll have a night off. They'll have nights off Sunday through Thursday before they welcome in the Washington Capitals on Friday night, then they have another home game the next night against the New York Rangers. A day off on Sunday, they welcome in the Detroit Red Wings next Monday night. Not this upcoming Monday, but next Monday night. And then the road trip that, you know, I've been looking at this schedule. I don't know who made this road trip schedule, but this is an absolute ridiculous road trip. They go to Arizona on a Thursday. They go to Vegas, okay? Tell me why they go to Buffalo the following Tuesday. They travel two time zones, a mountain, central, and then an eastern time zone. 
and play a game on a Tuesday night in Buffalo. Riddle me that, Batman. Riddle me that. And then they walk. Then that sets up Thanksgiving weekend with the game in Buffalo, game in at home against Winnipeg. Then Thanksgiving, the next night against Vancouver. Then they're at St. Louis, at Nashville, at Dallas, and then they go to Washington the first day of December. Who makes this schedule? They're just trying to jam. I understand this. They're trying to jam games in, so that they can get the the amount of games in because of the all because of the All Star break and as well as the Olympic break. I understand that, but the, this routing is just absolutely atrocious. Why could why couldn't they play San Jose or an Anaheim? Why do they have to? I mean, December just looks. Here's another one for you. Okay. The first full week in December, okay, they're at home against San Jose that Sunday. They go to Toronto on Tuesday, come back home against Anaheim. Then they're in Seattle on that Saturday night, the 11th, in Vancouver on the 14th, understandable. Then they go up into Canada, so they're into Canada. They play Edmonton and Calgary. Understand, clearly understandable. But then they go that following Tuesday against Buffalo. Why not play in Winnipeg and then head home? They play a home at home of, with Buffalo. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I just clearly don't understand. But you know that's why I'm not an NHL executive. I'm not an AHL executive. I'm a fan of the NHL. Absolute fan of the National Hockey League. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens going forward. So Jackets, big game tomorrow night, 200 West Nationwide Boulevard. Jackets, Avalanche, 7 o'clock puck drop for that one. Games happening tonight, of course, in the NHL. We've got a lot of late games. Uh, right now, 8.20 to go in the third period. It is the Winnipeg Jets up 4-1 on the Chicago Blackhawks. At the end of one, it's Oilers 1, Rangers 1. It's nothing, nothing between the Predators and Canucks at 14:41 to go. Mark in the first period, Arizona is in Anaheim to battle the Ducks. One o'clock, uh, one nothing is the f- score in that one. 10:30 sees the Devils in LA to battle the Kings. Tomorrow's slate, besides the college football, here's the NHL slate. Hockey night in Canada will have Boston in Toronto to battle the Leafs. Winnipeg's at home against the Islanders. You also have Montreal hosting the Vegas Golden Knights. Afternoon slate sees Tampa in Ottawa to battle the Senators. Colorado, uh, excuse me, Colorado's in Columbus, like I mentioned before. Seven o'clock puck drop for that one. Carolina is in Florida to battle the Panthers. Detroit is in Buffalo to battle the Sabers. Minnesota takes on Pittsburgh. Seven o'clock puck drop for that one. Seven o'clock Eastern will be Washington taking on Philadelphia. You also have the late games. The late game on Hockey Night in Canada will be Calgary. Taking on the New York Rangers. Seattle is on the road at Arizona to battle the Coyotes. New Jersey's in San Jose to battle the Sharks. So that is the slate for Saturday in the National Hockey League. Let's take a look at the standings going into today's play. Florida top spot in the Atlantic at 9-0-1 with 19 points. Toronto holding strong in the second position at 6-4-1 with 13 points. Tampa 5-3-2 5-3-2 with 12 points in the Metropolitan Division. Carolina, perfect 9-0 oh, 
with 18 points. The Rangers 6-2 and 2 with 14 points. Washington 5-1 and 4 with 14 points. The wild card sees the Philadelphia Flyers at 5-2 and 2 with 12 points. Jackets are in the second spot at 6-3 and 0 with 12 points. Buffalo on the outside looking in at 5-4 and 1 with 11 points. Boston 5-3 and 0 with 10 points. The Islanders 4-2 and 2 with 10 points. The Penguins 4-3 and 2 with 10 points. The Detroit Red Wings are 4-5-2 with 10 points in the 7th position. 8th position sees the New Jersey Devils at 4-3-1 with 9 points. Uh, Ottawa 3-6-1 with 7 points. And the Montreal Canadiens are 3-9-0 with 6 points. Western Conference sees the St. Louis Blues at 7-1-1 with 15 points. Winnipeg at 5-2-2 with 12 points. And Minnesota in the 3rd spot in the Central Division at 6-3-0 with 12 points. For the Pacific Division, it is the Edmonton Oilers with nine games played at 8-1-0 with 16 points. Calgary 6-1-3 with 15 points. San Jose 6-4-0 with 12 points overall wild card. The Ducks 4-4-3 with 11 points with 11 games played. And Nashville with 10 games played, 5-5-0 with 10 points. Now I say 10 games played because once we get to the 20 game mark, we could tell who's for real and who's a pretender. So we're getting halfway there. And the outside looking in is Vegas at 5-5-0 with 10 points. Dallas 4-4-2 with 10 points. Colorado 4-4-1 with 9 points. The Kings 4-5-1 with 9 points. Vancouver 4-5-1 with 9 points. Seattle, the Kraken, whatever it fits you, are 4-6-1 with 9 points. Uh, Chicago finally getting their first win. They're 1-8-2. With four points, Arizona has not yet recorded a victory. They're 0-9-1 with one, one point. So there is that for you. Latest news around the NHL, of course, going into tonight's play. Of course, the big news was Jack Eichel. The Eichel trade is done. It was official. He is headed to the Vegas Golden Knights. Eichel gets for the uh, Knights. They get Eichel and a conditional third-round pick in the 2023 draft. For, for Buffalo, they'll get uh, forward Alex Tuck as well as Peyton Krebs on the forward side. They'll get a 2022 first-round pick and a 2023 second-round pick. So hopefully it pays off for the Buffalo Savers. Uh, Brady Kachuk was named captain of the Ottawa Senators. It's the Ottawa Senators' first captain since 2018. That's a long time without a captain. That's a long time. And like I mentioned before, Patrick Line is out four to six weeks with the Blue Jackets. <coughs> he is out with a uh, with an oblique strain, so the bug is off the ice. So that's good to see. Uh, also, defenseman Mikhail Sergachev has been suspended by two games for his actions against Mitch Marner as he hit high on Mitch Marner in their game on Thursday night at at Scotiabank Center. So, Sergachev uh, out for two games, as well as Anthony Manda is out indefinitely after soldier surgery with the Washington Capitals. So, there's some news and notes around the National Hockey League. Let's talk a little bit about what's going to happen tomorrow night. Of course, the big news, of course, the big story that's happening here in Toledo as the Toledo Walleye, the East Coast Hockey League team, returns to the Huntington Center for the first time in over 700. 
100 days. The walleye return back to the Huntington Center tomorrow night. They'll take on the, the uh, Kalamazoo Wings. 7-15 puck drop for that one tomorrow night. Tickets are sold out. Standing room is sold out. The building is completely sold out. That is 12,500 fans will be in attendance at the Huntington Center tomorrow night to see the Walleye's first game, first regular season game in over 700 days. That's absolutely amazing to see. Tickets are still slightly available for Sunday night's game. I think that's the more important game if you're a if you're a Walleye fan. Here's why I say that. Fort Wayne played last year. They are the defending East Coast Hockey League Kelly Cup champions. That is the the equivalent to the Stanley Cup champion, the big champion. They are the big, big champion. There's no Jenks. He's gone. He is retired. So I have to say this. Fort Wayne and Toledo are the biggest rivals in the East Coast Hockey League. I will say that out loud. Because of the proximity and because of the history between these two great franchises. Dating back to the Gold Diggers, dating back to the Hornets, and now with the Walleye and Fort Wayne. When the CH, the CHL, the Central Hockey League, dissolved and Fort Wayne came into the East Coast Hockey League, yours truly and a lot of us, when that happened, we knew instantly that they were gonna, this was going to be a rivalry. And it is. It is a huge rivalry. Fort Wayne comes to Toledo Sunday. 5-15 puck drop for that one. Okay, so. The Fish continue to play. Now, they're not playing at the Huntington Center until tomorrow night. But they have been playing a long, a long road trip. Which started in Kalamazoo. They lost that first game. They have won ever since. Sweeping in Iowa. Winning in Indianapolis. And tonight, before they play Kalamazoo at home, played in Kalamazoo and get the big win last tonight by the score of 6-4. to four. It started off with Dickinson 21 seconds into the first period. It's one nothing. Kalamazoo answers back with Bryce. Tying the game at the 829 mark of the second period. Vale his fifth of the season for the Fish, making it 2-1. Kalamazoo answers back when Benzel getting his first of the season. And then Hillman getting his first of the season for the Fish. And it was 3-2 Toledo. And then Stalker on a breakaway, beating goaltender Billy Christopoulos. It's tied up, and then the Fish pounce all over them. Dickerson, his second of the season. T.J. Hensick scoring his fourth of the season. His fourth of the season. Kalamazoo answers back. Genshold, his second of the season, but it was just too much too late as Barry gets it, and it's 6-4, and that was the final tonight at, at the Wings Event Center as the Fish win 6-4. They outshoot the Wings in the game 38-30. to 30. 
Both teams over on the power play, so no chili headed out tonight. Christopoulos, 26 for 30. His save percentage of a .913. Graves, the loss, stopping 32 of 36. His save percentage of a .895. So the walleye, a huge win in Kalamazoo. That's four in a row going into the home opener tomorrow night. So you look at their schedule. They play Wednesday in, in Indianapolis. They play tonight against Kalamazoo and Kalamazoo. They'll play tomorrow against Kalamazoo at the Huntington Center. And they'll play Fort Wayne on Sunday at the Huntington Center. Four games in five days. It's going to be interesting. It's just going to be interesting to say the least. Uh, Other scores around the East Coast Hockey League tonight. Uh, The Heartlanders lose to the Indy Fuel by a score of 6-3. It was the Florida Everblades, a 4-1 winner over the Maine Mariners. Atlanta, a 3-0 win over Jacksonville. Fort Wayne and and Cincinnati are playing as we speak. Fort Wayne up 3-2 on the Cyclones. 5-12 to go in the third period of that one. Tomorrow, slate around the East Coast Hockey League, other than the Jackets game, not the Jackets game, but the Walleye game, my apologies, uh, Newfoundland is in at home against Anirondack. 7 o'clock puck drop for that one. Fort Wayne is in Wheeling. 7-10 puck drop for that one. Cincinnati welcomes in Iowa for another game at Heritage Bank Center. 7-35 puck drop for that one. So there's that for you. The standings as we speak right now. Look like this, the Central Division, the Walleye in the top spot at 4-1-0-0 with 8 points. It is Cincinnati in second spot at 3-1-0-0 with 6 points. The Fuel 2-2-0-0 with 4 points. Kalamazoo 2-2-0-0 with 4 points. Wheeling is 2-2-0-0 with 4 points. The Heartlanders 1-5-1 with 3 points. Fort Wayne 1-1-0-0 with only 2 points. So the the Comets have only played three games going into tonight's game. They'll play tomorrow night, and then they'll catch up basically close to catching up once we get to the end of this week. So we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. But like I said, tomorrow night, 7-15 puck drop. If you have tickets, you're one of the lucky 12,500 that will be at the Huntington Center tomorrow night as the Walleye take on the Kalamazoo Wings, we will be there for the game. And unfortunately, it will not be in a tuxedo. It will be in a jersey. It will be in a Blue Jackets jersey. So if you find me out there, stop by, say hello. We're going to do a first period intermission report on our Facebook page. You'll hear my reactions to the first period of play, as well as you know the hoopla and the interactions with fans, of course. And we'll see how, you know, how the fish look. You know, I got a chance to look at them in the preseason. They just look not very, you know, connected as against Fort, against Kalamazoo. You know, they look pretty good so far. We'll see how it all shakes out. We'll absolutely see how it all shakes out tomorrow night at the Huntington Center. 7-15 puck drop. It's good to have hockey back in downtown Toledo. And it's good that the walleye are back are back to full strength. Absolutely back 
to full strength. So it's good to see that. The Monsters, by the way, tonight were playing at home. They lost tonight to the Belleville Senators by a f- score of 6-2 to two at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. So throwing that out there for you guys, too. And uh, Grand Rapids won tonight in Iowa 6-5. to five. So there's the hockey, all the hockey news right there. Hockey news, of course, like I mentioned, hockey news right there. The hockey news right there. Big subscriber of it. Love the hockey news. As you're listening to all Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight, as well as on our Facebook Live. If you have a comment, question, concern, go right ahead, post it right here on our Facebook page. We're now going to dive into college football, of course. We're going to talk a little pigskin, a little football, and we'll talk about the Mid-American Conference because the MAC was in action this week. I mean, during the week, yeah. And Toledo took a crap in the bed, folks. As they fell hard against Eastern Michigan this past week as the Mid-American Conference now plays a lot of midweek games as, uh, as what they call Maction. Of course, Maction, the big thing. Maction is the big thing for uh, for college football, for the Mid-American Conference. This is the time that the conference gets prime time action between the three networks, of, e- of the two big networks, ESPN as well as CBS Sports Network. And ESPN2 covered the UT Eastern Michigan game this past Tuesday night on election night. By the way, congratulations, Wade Kapsikavich, on four more years in the city. But thank, but thank you to the voters of Toledo for passing the zoo levy. Thank you for turning down the imagination station. But why did you pass the TARDA tax? Now we have the hot, second highest income tax in the state of Ohio at 7.75 starting April 1st. Unbelievable. But that's another subject. That's another story. We're here to talk about sports right here on All Andy Alford. So Eastern Michigan goes into the Glass Bowl this past Tuesday night and gets a huge, a huge win over the Rockets. Rockets now fall under 500 with that loss. They're now 4-5 and five as Eastern gets bowl eligible and beats Toledo by a score of 52 to 39 in the game. This game was a long game. I, I This is why I don't like Mac games during the week and on the big networks. Because they draw it out. And I will say this. I will say this out loud. And I know the BGUT game is next Wednesday. I'm not looking forward to walking out of the stadium at 11:30-12 midnight on a on a weeknight. Thank God I have the next day off from the other job. But this is going to be a long game. This is going to be a long game going forward. Absolutely long. And when a World Series game that started at 8 Eastern finishes before the MAC game that started at 7.30, tells you that the networks are running the games. Very, very long. 
So Eastern Michigan, a 52-49 win over the University of Toledo. Bryant, 29 for 41 for Eastern, 354, three TDs, one interception. His QBR rating was a 73.1%. Hamilton, nine touches of the football for 64 yards, one TD. Evans, the other quarterback, had six carries for 18 yards, two TDs. He was one for one in passing with six yards and one TD. Brunham, 12 catches for 197 yards, two TDs in the game. Uh, Q, six catches, 55 yards, one TD in the game. Drummond, three catches, 29 yards, one TD in the game for Eastern Michigan. For the Rockets, it was Finn on the quarterback. He was 30 for 45 for 461 yards, three TDs, one interception. His QBR rating was a 45.1%. Not good. Kovac, 15 carries, 180 yards, two touchdowns. If I was the Falcons, I'd neutralize him very, very easily. Neutralize him very, very easily. Kelly, six carries for a 34 yards. He had one TD in the game as well. Landers, five catches, 150 yards, two TDs in the game. Newton, four catches, 48 yards, one TD in the game. The overall team stats looked like this. Eastern had 28 first downs. The Rockets, 29 first downs. On third down, the Rockets were 6 for 12, 50%, while Eastern was 7 for 15 at 53%. On fourth down, the Rockets were 1 for 1, Eastern 0 for 2. The Rockets had 672 yards of total offense, 461 through the air, 211 on the ground. Eastern, 490 yards of total offense, 360 through the air, 130 on the ground. Here's where the Rockets lost the football game. They had 12 penalties in the game for 85 yards. That's just that's just giving them yardage. That's absolutely giving them yardage. That's terrible. The Eastern Michigan Eagles had three penalties for 30 yards. Rockets had three turnovers. Three turnovers. Apple, strawberry, cherry. No, I mean three turnovers. They had two fumbles and one interception. Uh, the Eagles had one turnover and interception. The Rockets did not lead in the possession arrow, though. It was all Eastern Michigan at 33 minutes and 51 seconds. It was the Rockets at 26 minutes and 9 seconds in time of possession. Good thing I took Eastern Michigan in this game because I had Eastern Michigan winning it outright in the game. Other games around the Mid-American Conference. Ball State was a winner over Akron 31-25. to uh, Miami, Ohio loses to Ohio 35-33. And the other slate of games that happened on Wednesday in the Mid-American Conference, Central Michigan, a 42-30 win over Western. It was also Kent State, a winner 52-47 over Northern Illinois. So, so if you're looking at it on the card, I had Ball State correct. I had Eastern correct. Western Michigan was a wrong. NIU was wrong. And Ball in uh, Miami, Ohio was wrong. So there is that. So I went 2-3 and three in my mid-MAC games. So... A big slate, of course, going forward in college football, top 25. But the college football rankings are out, and here is my opinion on that. The committee did the right thing, in my opinion. Keeping Ohio State out of the top four is the right thing for this, for college football right now. Here's why I say that. Georgia is going to be the number one seed. If they lose to Alabama, I think there will be two SEC teams in the college football playoff. So, right there, Florida and Alabama at 1-2. 
that will figure itself out in the SEC championship game. I think the Michigan State pick was a a good choice for right now. Having them three overall, beating Michigan, but other than that, they, they, they beat Miami, Florida, but Miami, Florida is not good this year. They beat a Michigan team that, you know, is not right in the head as well as in the mind. So I think it was right for them not to be picked. But Oregon at four is perfect, in my opinion. They beat Ohio State, a young Ohio State team that wasn't ready yet, the second week of the season. They The only true loss that they had was to Stanford, and that was in overtime. So Oregon has to play themselves out of the out of the college football playoff. And they could have that happen this week in Washington. We'll see how it happens. Ohio State at five. That plays itself. You win it, you win all the way, you're in. And you're probably gonna get in this next ranking if Michigan State pulls up the egg like I'm thinking they're gonna pull the egg off. Cincinnati is a different story. Cincinnati is one of those teams that I'm thinking ain't gonna happen. Their signature win this year is the Notre Dame game. Their signature win is the Notre Dame game. I I just don't like that. I really don't. You know, and Notre Dame has to keep winning for Cincinnati to be relevant to show that that win was true. And and Cincinnati's strength of schedule is just you know, it's just not there. You play a Tulane team last week that you absolutely destroy, destroyed. You play Tulsa this week. You're the only other big game is SMU, but SMU is not even ranked. You have no unranked other ranked teams. You barely beat the Navy. You destroyed UCF. You beat. You destroyed Temple. You beat Indiana at the time. I I, I just I just don't see it. I just don't see a path for in for the only the only path I see. For Cincinnati is that everybody loses out and Cincinnati stays perfect. I just don't see it. I really don't. Michigan's at seven. I could. I understand that. Oklahoma at eight is telling me something right there. Oklahoma has three big games. Three big games. If they want to get into the college football playoff, they have to sweep and beat those game next three games. Oklahoma has Baylor this next week. They're on the bye this week. They have Baylor next week. They're at home against Iowa State, and then they have Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. If they could be convincingly winning against Baylor, beat them outright, beat them up, outright destroy them, play great against Iowa State, and shut down Oklahoma State, College football playoff. Write it in. And they could be the number one team. Because if if they have to play in the Big 12 championship game, if they have to play in the Big 12 championship game, they're playing either Oklahoma State or Baylor again. But we'll see. We will absolutely see. Wake Forest at 9, the ACC. I don't see it. Notre Dame at 10, that's right. Oklahoma State, 11. Baylor, 12. 
Auburn at 13. Texas A&M is at 14. BYU at 15. Old Miss at 16. Mississippi State. Mississippi State with Brandon Walker. I'm not feeling well, Brandon Walker, Mississippi State. 17th ranked. They have three losses. Kentucky at 18. North Carolina State at 19. Minnesota at 20. Wisconsin at 21. Iowa 22nd. Fresno State 23rd. San Diego State 24th. And Pitt at 25th. So that's the college football playoff rankings. Laying that out there for you. So with all that said in mind, for entertainment purposes only, here is my predictions for this week in college football as we are now into week 10 of the slate, big slate of games this week 10. We'll start off noon kickoffs tomorrow. Missouri is at Georgia. Noon kickoff, Georgia 39.5 point favorite in the game. I'm taking Georgia, plain and simple. Wake Forest travels to Oak, to North Carolina to battle the Tar Heels. North Carolina, two-and-a-half point favorite. I am still taking Wake Forest in this game. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Not the insurance company. Liberty, 7-2, and two, takes on 16th-ranked Ole Miss. That is a noon kick. Mississippi, Ole Miss is nine-and-a-half point favorites in this one. I'm going to take Liberty in this game. I think Ole Miss is going to start slipping. I'll take Liberty in this one. Pitt travels, 25th-ranked Pittsburgh travels to Duke. Noon kickoff on the ACC network. I'm going to take Pitt. Pitt's a 21-point favorite in that one. Uh, The big one, 330 kick as game day is in Cincinnati tomorrow. Uh, If you're going to game day tomorrow, enjoy it. Uh, Root for Kirk for me. Cincinnati, 8-0 overall. Takes on Tulsa, who is 3-5. Uh, Cincinnati, 22.5-point favorites in this game. I'm taking Cincinnati, plain and simple. Uh, Notre Dame, 10th-ranked in the country, at home for the third straight week in a row. They'll take on the Naval Academy, Navy 2-6. and six. Uh, Notre Dame, 21-point favorites in this one. I'm taking the Irish. Go Irish! At Notre Dame Stadium. Uh, Oklahoma State travels to West Virginia to battle the Mountaineers, Oklahoma State, three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm taking West Virginia in this game. This game changed on me. I'm going to take West West Virginia in this one. It's basically a pick for me. So scratching OK State out of my, uh, my pick, I'm taking West Virginia in this one. Baylor, 12th-ranked Baylor, travels to TCU to battle the Horn Frogs, 3-30 kick on Fox. Baylor a seven-point favorite in this one. I will take the Baylor Bears in this one. 13th-ranked Auburn battles 14th-ranked Texas A&M. Both teams 6-2 overall. 3-30 kickoff for that one. Texas A&M, four-and-a-half-point favorites in the game. I am taking Texas A&M. Go Aggies as they will beat Auburn, I think, in my opinion, in that one. Idaho State goes out to Provo to battle the BYU Cougars. BYU 15th ranked overall. BYU 35.5 point favorites. I'm taking the Cougars. Plain and simple. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. 17th ranked Mississippi State. 5-3 and three overall takes on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas 4.5 point favorite in this one. I am taking Mississippi State in that one. Uh, North Carolina State, 19th ranked in the country, travels down to Florida State to battle the Seminoles. 
North Carolina State, 6-2. Florida State, 3-5. North Carolina State, a 2.5 point favorite. I am taking the Wolfpack in this one. I will take North Carolina State in that one. So it sets up the 7 o'clock kicks, of course, as LSU with the Gator, the Tigers of Go Tigers battle the Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll time, Emma. Alabama, second ranked in the country. They are a 28.5 point favorite in this one. It's a big game. Roll Tide in that one. Roll Tide. Bama all the way in that one. 18th ranked Kentucky welcomes in Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, a one-point favorite in this game. I'm surprised at this one. I'm taking Kentucky. Taking Kentucky all the way. At home, I'm taking Kentucky. Fresno State, 23rd ranked in the country, welcomes in the Blue Turfers of Boise State. Fresno State, five-point favorites in that one. Get game on e- on CBS Sports Network, 7 o'clock kick. I'll take the Bulldogs of Fresno State. 7.30 tomorrow night on ABC. It will be fourth-ranked Oregon. Will travel up to Washington to battle the Huskies of Washington. Oregon, a seven point favorite in this game. I am taking the Ducks. Quack, quack, quack. San Diego State, 24th ranked in the country, travels over to the Big Island of Hawaii. Hawaii, four and five. San Diego State, a seven point favorite, 11 o'clock kick Eastern. And so this is going to be a late night game in the WAC, which is the uh, Western Athletic Conference. Like I said, San Diego State, seven-point favorite. I will take San Diego State in that one. So, recapping the top 25 games. Georgia, Wake Forest, Liberty, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, West Virginia, Baylor, Texas A&M, BYU, Mississippi State, North Carolina State, Alabama, the Crimson Tide, Kentucky, Boise State, Oregon, San Diego State. Now let's take a look at the Big Ten slate. Now tomorrow is a big slate of Big Ten actions. Not a lot of you know marquee games, but we've got one. I've got two major upsets in this game. We'll start first and foremost with the other noon game that's happening, and that is Illinois travels to 20th ranked Minnesota to battle the Golden Gophers. Gophers 14 and a half point favorites in the game. I will take the Golden Gophers in that one. Wisconsin 3:30 kickoff travels to New Jersey to battle Rutgers. 3.30 kick. I will take the Badgers in that one. Penn State travels to Maryland to battle the Terps. Penn State, a 10-point favorite. I'm taking the Terps in this one. I think Maryland will win this game. I'm scratching Penn State off my list. That's one of my upsets tomorrow. Maryland beats Penn State. Penn State is done. They're done. It's over. Penn State, done. Northwestern welcomes in 22nd ranked Iowa. Iowa, a 12-point favorite in the game tomorrow at Northwestern. I am taking Northwestern in that game. At home, at Ryan Field, I will take Northwestern. That's going to knock another Big Ten school off. What sets up the three big games, and tomorrow is a doozy. We'll start with the noon kick. As... Fifth ranked in the college football playoff, Ohio State travels to Nebraska to battle the Cornhuskers of Nebraska. Ohio State, a 14.5 point favorite tomorrow against against Nebraska. What am I even thinking? I'm taking Ohio State. 
to Ohio State's run. 3-30 kick on ABC. Michigan State, third-ranked in the college football playoffs, travel to Purdue. The battle of the Boilermakers. 3-30 kick. Michigan State a three-point favorite in this one. Taking a deep breath. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I think Michigan State is going to have a letdown in this game. I really, really do. I really think that this is the letdown game. It's going to hurt. It's going to definitely hurt. But I'm taking Purdue in this game. It sets up right. Purdue upsetted Iowa a few weeks, two weeks ago. Michigan State coming off of last week, the big game. They played their hearts out. And for me, Michigan State, it, 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 it doesn't get easier. for It might get easier for Michigan State, but they still have to play Ohio State at Ohio State to basically win into the thing, into the dance. I just don't see them getting there to the big dance. I think the letdown happens this week. I have the Boilermakers. And then the late game will be a 7 o'clock kick at at Michigan Stadium. 7.30 kick on Fox. Michigan 7-1 overall. Battles Indiana, who's 2-6. Michigan a 20.5 point favorite in this game. Taking the Wolverines. So again, to recap. I have Minnesota, Wisconsin. Maryland in an upset over Penn State. Northwestern over Iowa. Purdue over Michigan State. I have Ohio State over Nebraska and Michigan beating Indiana. Take it as you will. Now, let's talk about Wednesday. Huge day for yours truly. A huge game this upcoming Wednesday. Okay. Now we will have we are going to do another show on Monday. We'll recap the whole weekend of college football as well as the NFL slate. There was a plan that we weren't going to do the show on Monday, but we are going to do another All in Belford on Monday. It will be an Anchor Live, Anchor Network show. So there's that for you. Wednesday, we are going to be at the Doid. It will be a Facebook Live feed show. We will also tape it for the Anchor Network. It is the big game. It is the one that we've been waiting for. After last year's massacre, one year ago, yesterday, the Mid-American Conference began play in college football after the pandemic. We witnessed an absolute destroying of, of a football team. Bowling Green was absolutely destroyed at the Glass Bowl, which led to an 0-10 season for the Falcons. This year, Bowling Green has pulled two upsets, beating a 38-point underdog against Minnesota and being a 18.5-point underdog against Buffalo. Bowling Green has won three games this year. They now battle a 4-5 and five Rockets team who are struggling this season. Who are struggling. 
who need to get to win out. Bowling Green, this, this is our bowl game. This is the time for us to shine. This is our time. This is our time. This is our time to not only hold the football, bring it in, and score a touchdown. Six games in the Mid-American Conference during the week next week. Akron and Western Michigan on Tuesday, as well as Buffalo, Miami, Ohio. Eastern takes on Ohio. 7 o'clock kick. CBS Sports Network. 4 and 5 Toledo travels to Ladoid to battle Bowling Green in the Battle of the I-75 Trophy. The last time the Falcons and the Rockets battled on CBS Sports Network, yours truly made famous looking like a dad in the stands. The Rockets lost to Toledo 13-10. Rockets lost to Bowling Green 13-10. One of the best moments in my life. It's like my day I got married, the day I proposed to my my now wife and the Rockets winning, losing to Bowling Green. Plain simple. The day I have a child, that'll, that'll go from three to four. Plain simple. Plain and simple. Seven o'clock kick for that one, Wednesday. We're on other slate is Ball State in Northern Illinois and Kent State in Central Michigan. But like I said, Wednesday, 7 o'clock, Ladoit, Toledo, Bowling Green. We're going to be there. I will be there. The wife will be there. We are not going to do a tailgate. We have decided not to do a tailgate. However, we will be there in the tailgate lot. I'm going to bring the cornhole boards, pack a cooler full of beverages, a couple chairs. I'm going to sit around. We're going to get ready for the football game. We'll throw throw football around, throw some cornhole around, get everybody set. If you're going to be at the game, look for the house-divided flag of Bowling Green in Toledo. Look for that flag. If you find that flag, you'll find the tailgate spot. We're doing the podcast live. Once we have everything set up there, We're going to set up, and we're going to do the show. I will do my show. We'll do the show here. We'll preview the game. We'll have a few drinks. Maybe have a bite to eat. Maybe bring a bag of chips if you're coming. BYOF, bring your own food. The beverages will be served there. It will be water, pop. No alcoholic beverages unless you want to bring some. I know who you're thinking. Enjoy the camaraderie before we walk into the Doit on a cool, cold Wednesday night. There is that for you. So we're going to make a Facebook page, Facebook event page on it. So, uh, and we're going to share it out. And you're going to look for the house divided flag. You find the house divided flag or you find the black car that we're in. 
You found the tailgate. Have a beverage. Talk a little football. Throw the cornhole bags. Throw the football around. It's going to be fun. So, like I said, there will be no food tailgate, but there will be a small tailgate, a small gathering with cornhole and such. There's that for you. So, Wednesday night. We're looking to get there about 4, 4.30. Have everything set up by 5. We'll have everything shut down by 6.30. And we will be inside the stadium by 6.45. There's that. There's that. So, get your tickets. BGSUFalcons.com Or head on to B, yeah, BGSUFalcons.com Or the Stroh Center. Box office for tickets. Plain simple. It's the one you want to go to, folks. Where are you going to be at when BG and Toledo play this year? Where are you going to watch the game? You shall see. As you are listening and watching all Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, Thank you so much for tuning in, as well as on Facebook Live. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and post it up right here on our Facebook page. I know uh, I've got a few people watching. One I want to say hello to, of course, is my beautiful wife, who is working tonight. I love you, babe. Hope you're enjoying the show. And uh, let's dive into, let's talk a little baseball. We dive into the World Series. Big congratulations are in order for... The Atlanta Braves, as Atlanta had their parade today as they beat the Houston Astros in Game 6 of the World Series. Who said Atlanta had 6? Yours truly. I had Atlanta in 6 as they beat the Houston Astros 7-0, putting a shutout on the Braves, on the TV, on the Strohs, to win the Commissioner's Trophy and take the series four games to two. I'm so happy that the Braves won. I, I just I just do not like the Astros. I absolutely do not like the Astros. They're a bunch of cheaters. They will always be marked for me as cheaters. As it was f- fried, the win, he goes to 1-1. One one. Garcia, the loss, he goes to 0-2. The final line, Atlanta had seven runs on seven hits, one error for the Braves. The Astros had no runs on six hits and no errors in the the game, of course. The Braves, a big win. It's great to see Freddie Freeman. Soler in the third, a three-run bomb, making it 3 nothing. Then Swanson in the top of the fifth, hitting it home run, his fifth, making it 5 nothing. Albies scored on a two-run bomb. Freeman gets a double off to left center field. Soler scores at 6 nothing, And then in the top half of the seventh, seventh inning, the man, Freddie Freeman, Hitting a home run to dead center field, 7-0, and that was the final on. That was the final on Tuesday night. So it was great to see Atlanta win. And I will and I will stick to what I said at the beginning of the show. We witnessed the last baseball game, in my opinion, until 2023. And now I say that because the lockout is going to happen. I think that's going to happen. The Major League Baseball and Major League PA have not come to an agreement for next year's season. 
What does this mean? Well, it means a lockout, which means that there will be no baseball in Major League Baseball next season. They are these two these two are in so much of a disagreement, it's just ridiculous. There's, they want the one wants this, another one wants this, and it's just not coming to an agreement. And they need to get the agreement done by December first so that they can have contract negotiations for free agency starting on December first. It's not happening. It's not gonna happen. We're gonna go to a lockout. Do I see this, you know, possibly delaying the twenty twenty two start of the season? Possibly. Do I see it canceling the twenty twenty two season? Maybe, just maybe. So then minor league baseball is going to have to step up to the plate. So the boys up there need to step up to the plate. But what are we going to have as a manager? There's no manager has been released yet. Nobody has signed. Dusty Baker has re-signed with the Astros, by the way. Got to make mention of that one-year deal for that one. So the big thing, of course, some movements. Red Leg Alfred here for you. The big news is that Wayne Miley, the kid who threw the no-hitter, two no-hitters this past season, has been claimed by the Chicago Club Cubs off of waivers by the Reds. So I congratulate Wayne Miley on a terrific season with the Reds. I look I I wish him all the best on the north side of Chicago. The big trade, of course, one of the big trades is Tucker Barnhart, the man, the former catcher of the Cincinnati Reds now is now the backstop catcher for the Detroit Tigers. That trade was made on Tuesday as it was it was Barnhart sent over to the Tigers in exchange for Ramirez, a minor league prospect to the Cincinnati Reds. So I wish Tucker the best and, you know, it goes from one one good team to another good team in my opinion. So, let's see what happens with that. Of course, the big news was the Indians excuse me, the Guardians, removed the Indians logo over the scoreboard in left field. That was a big, big hit, and they are still fighting litigation over the Guardians roller derby team in Cleveland and the Guardians baseball team. We'll see how that's all going to shake out. And I will say this, too. I'll absolutely say this, too. Um... It's interesting that Fanatics has not yet released all the Guardians merchandise before Christmas. If you go on the Fanatics website, fanatics.com, go to the MLB page, they still have a crap ton of new Indian stuff. Do they know something that we don't know? We shall see. We shall absolutely see. As you're listening to all Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you for tuning into the show tonight. And uh, i got to read this promo really quick. This is Andy Alford for my good friends down at the Libby Glass Factory Outlet Store. This is it, folks. Monday is the last day. Yes, friends and family. Have you liked their Facebook page? Like the Libby Glass Factory Outlet Store page. Type it up, Libby Glass Factory Outlet. Like the page, scroll down, and you'll see a coupon for our friends and family special. 30% off your total purchase. Yes, 
30% off your toll purchase. That's all the Christmas items. It's all your beer glasses for that BGUT game, Michigan, 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 Ohio State game, as well as for all your Thanksgiving needs. Sale goes from this Thursday to Monday. So remember, like the Facebook page, show it at the checkout stand, you'll get 30% off your toll purchase. So visit us, visit my good friends down at the Libby Glass Factory Outlet Store at the 205 South Erie Street in the Warehouse District. Remember, Libby Glass Factory Outlet. Set your table right. Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher. However you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in. And now let's dive into the National Football League. A big week nine started off last night as the Colts. Getting a huge 45-30 to win over the Jets. Mike White gets injured, taken out of the game. As it was Carson Wentz and Jonathan Taylor leading the charge for the Colts to a big 45-30 to win. By the way, uh, Carson Wentz, 22 for 30, 272 yards. Three TDs, his QBR rating a 91.9%. Mike White, before getting injured, 7 for 11, 95 yards, one TD. His QBR rating a 90.8. Uh, but it was Johnson after the injury, 27 for 41, 317 yards, three TDs, one interception. Carter for the Jets, 13 carries, 49 yards, no TDs. Moore, seven catches, 84 yards, two TDs in the game. Griffin, 48 Four catches, 28 yards, one TD in the game for the Jets. So the Colts a 45-30 to 30 win. We now head into week nine of the National Football League. Let's take a look, and for entertainment purposes only, let's hear the predictions first and foremost. We'll start first and foremost in Dallas, in Jerry World. As it is the 6-1 Dallas Cowboys head in to AT&T Stadium and defend their home turf against the Denver Broncos. Denver 4-4. Four four. Dallas a 10-point favorite in this one. I'm taking the Cowboys. I don't believe in the Cowboys, but I will take the Cowboys in this one. This one is a Amanda Alfred special, of course. The 1-7 Houston Texans travel down to Hard Rock Stadium to battle the 1-7 Miami Dolphins. I let the wife pick this one. Yes, I let the wife pick this one. Miami a 5.5-point favorite in this game. For you, Ken Miller, the wife picked the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins outright in that game. Atlanta travels to New Orleans to battle the Saints. One o'clock kick. New Orleans six-point favorites in this one. I am taking the Saints outright in this game. Uh, the German, the Giants, welcome in the Las Vegas Raiders. One o'clock kickoff for that one. I am taking the Raiders in that one. One o'clock kickoff in Carolina as the Panthers. Welcome in the New England Patriots. New England favorite three and a half. I'm taking New England in that game. Buffalo travels down to Jacksonville to take on Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I am taking the Bills. Nobody wins like the Buffalo Bills. The Bills Mafia stays tall. 
They go to 6-2, and two, and they win in Jacksonville. And then 1 o'clock kickoff in Baltimore as the Ravens, coming off of a bye, 5-2, and two, take on the Minnesota Vikings, who are 3-4. and four. Baltimore, a 6-point favorite in the game. I am taking the Ravens in that game, which sets up the Battle of Ohio. Yes, as it is, Baker Mayfield in a less OBJ. Yes, Odell Beckham Jr. released today by the Cleveland Browns. All I have to say is, it's about time. So, good to see Odell go. Couldn't catch, he couldn't catch a cold. So, Odell is gone. They'll take on the Bengals, who are coming off of the loss to the Jets this past week. Cincinnati 5-3, and three, the Browns 4-4. Four four. This game for the playoffs, in my opinion. One of these teams is going to make it, and one team is not going to make it in the playoffs. Uh, Cincinnati, two-and-a-half point favorite in this game. I am going to take the Browns. I will take Cleveland in this game. So Cleveland, plus two-and-a-half against Cincinnati. Four o'clock games look like this. It is the Chargers. Traveling over to Philadelphia to the battle. The Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. I'll take the Chargers. They'll bounce back after the loss against New England. I think the Chargers get the big win. Sets up the big game. 425 kickoff. Aaron Rodgers, who is now out with COVID. It'll be Jordan Love versus Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Green Bay travels to Kansas City. Green Bay 7-1. Kansas City 4-4. Four and four. If Rodgers was playing, I'd take Green Bay, but he's not. Kansas City is going to probably win this game. They're seven-point favorite. I am taking the Chiefs in this one. Arizona travels to Levi Stadium to the Wet Gene Factory and the San Francisco 49ers. I will take the Cardinals in that one. San Francisco, a two-point favorite in this game. It's technically a pick game. I am going to take Arizona in this game, which sets up Sunday night football on NBC as it is the Tennessee Titans. Tighten up, as Brian would say best. The Titans, without Derrick Henry, travel out to SoFi Stadium to battle the Rams with Matthew Stafford. The Rams, a seven-point favorite in this game. I'm going to take the Rams in this game, which sets up Monday night football as the Bears Travel over to Heinz Field to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh a six and a half point favorite in this game. The Bears three and five. Pittsburgh four and three. I'll take the Steelers in that one. So to recap it, I dad Indianapolis on Thursday night. So I'm one and zero to start the week. That's a good way to start. I'll ha- take Dallas on Sunday. The wife will take. Mm, they will take the Miami Dolphins. I will take Miami, too. I would take Miami, too. So the wife and I take Miami. I'll do New Orleans over Atlanta. The Raiders over the Giants. New England over Carolina. Buffalo over Jacksonville. Baltimore will win over Minnesota. I have the Browns over Cincinnati. I have the Chargers over Philadelphia. Kansas City over Green Bay. Arizona over San Francisco. The Rams 
over Tennessee and Pittsburgh over Chicago. That is my week nine picks. Just for entertainment purposes only. So we'll see how that's all going to shape up. Like I said, Odell Beckham is the big news of the day. OBJ released from that. Uh, the big, Also the big news is, of course, is Ruggs from the Raiders. He has been released by the Las Vegas Raiders after after face after crashing his car. He's now going to be facing two more felony counts of reckless endangerment and driving while under the influence as he was going 156 miles per hour in a 45-mile-per-hour zone and crashing his car and killing two people. Not the way to show the kids. It's not the way to show the kids. By the way, Trevor Simeon will start over Hill at the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. So that might be an interesting play. Might be an interesting play. And by the way, running back to replace running back to replace Derrick Henry is Adrian Peterson. So we'll see. We'll see how that all shakes out. It's week nine of the National Football League begins in two days. As you are watching and listening to All Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Leaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. And as we are headed to the end of the show tonight, and it's now time for Andy Rants. So it's now time for Andy Rants. And to you that are watching us here on our Facebook Live as well as watching, listening to us on the Anchor Network, I want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. If you haven't hit the subscribe button to the show or hit the like button of our Facebook page, then what are you doing? Hit those buttons. We do our Falcon Friday show live on our Facebook page every week. If you have a comment, question, like I mentioned before, this week in the Battle of Ohio, as it will be the Browns versus the Bengals, I am taking the Browns plus the two and a half this upcoming this upcoming Sunday, I have Ohio State winning against Nebraska, Michigan beating Indiana, and the up one of the upset specials is Purdue beating Michigan State. So there is the big upsets for that is the one big upset I think in my opinion going forward going forward this football weekend. Looking forward to tomorrow morning, I'll be headed out to Stone Ridge Country Club to hit 18 holes up to play a little round of golf. Looking forward to that and getting home, transitioning into grabbing my jersey and then headed out over to the Huntington Center for the big walleye home opener tomorrow night. We'll be in attendance for that one. Check to our Facebook page for the first period intermission report. Uh, we'll have that first intermission report for you guys and we'll also give you my reactions to what's happening at the Huntington Center as well as so much more. So follow us on our Facebook page as well as our Twitter account. And by the way, I've got to make mention of that first and foremost because it's now time for Andy Rants tonight. Okay, so the big news of the week this week has been that the city of Toledo paper, city paper, has come out with their best of Toledo of 2021. And I absolutely like doing these things. I, I, if you're, if you're one of those people, like I do, I go out and vote for these people. I go out and vote for the best places, the best place to pick up a piece of Toledo. Definitely is our friends over at the Libby glass factory outlet store. Definitely go over there, pick up a piece, piece of Toledo history. 
and a piece of Toledo itself, the Glass City. We have great actors, Neil Powell, great actresses, and Caitlin Leslie. We have great musicians and great bands like the Amelia Earhart's and, and Erie Point and all these great artists, everything like that. So I have a beef with some of the voting in the nomination ceremony, okay? I, I, and I'm not going to make mention of this to fans. You know, you the fans go out and nominate. That's what this paper is. You go and nominate these people. And you go nominate the, the companies, the bands, the actresses, the stores, the restaurants. And you do a fantastic job with it. You, do, you pick some of the best in the city of Toledo, okay? So why is it that after 12 years of doing this podcast, we have never got a single nomination? However, a podcast that is not only four months old decides to throw their head, throw, get their name thrown into the pool and get nominated four months in to being on the air on the Anchor Network. And it's good to have, you know, good competition. But they haven't done a show recently in over a few weeks. Because they're both all these all the, the three guys that are in this show have conflict of interest. Though they haven't done a show in a while. But me as a fan of that show, I listen to it. I don't like it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ridicule it. I'm not gonna chastise it. I like the show. I like the guys. The two two of the three guys that are that do the show are good friends of mine. They listen to this podcast. You know, and they comment and they, they say that they really like the show. And I really like their stuff. But to have them be nominated and me being on the air for 12 years, doing this stuff for 12 years. I've been on the air with you fans for not for almost nine years. For twelve for twelve years. Since two thousand nine. I've been on the air since two thousand nine doing this shtick. This show. And not to get a single nomination really kind of hurts me. But, you know what, I keep moving on and I keep plugging away. So to the 2022 list, please nominate all Andy Alford. This show is entertaining. And this show gives you the local sports feed. The other show gives you all about this, about football. Their titled, their show title is about football. So, I give you hockey, I give you baseball, I give you golf. What other podcast in Northwest Ohio sports dedicates a whole week to the Marathon Classic? Dedicates a whole three days to the Solheim Cup? What show talks about the Mud Hens all about? What show talks more about the Mid America Conference? About the Walleye? About the Jackets? About about everything? This show, not a show about the National Football League. I talk about all these local teams on all these local events. 
if you wanted to talk about football, I listen to Stephen A. Or I listen to Pro Football Talk with Mike Florio. Or I listen to Dan Patrick or Rich Eisen or Colin Blowhard. I listen to those guys. I listen to the these three guys who are just, you know, the average guys talking about their favorite teams. One likes the Packers, another likes the Falcons, the other one likes the Steelers. Three biases. I don't give you bias, I tell you the truth. Even though, you know, I went to Bowling Green, I'll tell you when Bowling Green stinks. We don't we're not good this year. We we might get destroyed against Toledo. I understand that. But you know, there's always hope. You play the fo- game on the field, not on not on the paper. So to that I say, you know, it hurts when I don't get the nomination. It really does. And then they promote the shit out of it. To rub it in my face. To rub it into the All Andy Alford fans. They've been on the air for four months. I've been on the air for 12 years. Give me a break. Give me a break. Sure, I take... A few months off. I take a few months off so I can, you know, recharge and get ready for this time of year when the shows are big. When we have a lot to talk about. But I always make time for you fans. I get tweets. I get text messages. People ask me questions on the, you know, coworkers. And friends ask me questions about when you get to do another podcast. When you get to do another Facebook Live. You know, I wasn't going to do Facebook Lives. But my wife wanted me to do Facebook Lives. I do it for her. And I do it for you. The real reason why I say I love you guys is because I truly, truly, truly love you guys. I love every minute of doing what I do. I don't get paid to do this. I don't get, you know, I, I do this for me. I do this because I love talking about sports. I love talking about the teams that I root for. I love talking about the local, local teams. I love talking about local sports. I love talking about the Jackets. I love talking about the Mud Hens. I love talking about the Falcons. I love golf. I love baseball. It's that's why it's called Holly and Elf because I love all these things. It's all about me. And that's what you get. You get all of me. You don't get three talking heads talking about their own teams. You get me. So that's where the real nomination comes. That's where the real nomination comes. So I hope next year, 2022, when the best of Toledo comes out, you nominate me. You nominate this show. Because after all, I love you guys.
and that's Andy Rands. And that is all NBL for tonight. Remember, tomorrow we will have a special live edition. It will be a quick, brief edition of the program as we will have the first period intermission report for the Huntington Center for the Walleye Home Opener tomorrow night. Uh, looking forward to giving, seeing the crowds on hand and uh, looking forward to a great night of hockey in downtown Toledo. We'll be there tomorrow night as well as Sunday. We will have a Anchor Network show on Monday. We will tape the Monday show. Uh, and then we will have you off on Tuesday. And like I said, Wednesday, 7 o'clock, kickoff at the Doit. Battle of I-75, the University of Toledo versus the Bowling Green State University Falcons. Big game. We will be there. We will do a special live edition of all Andy Alford from the Doit. Looking forward to it. It will be a Facebook Live show as well as on taped on the Anchor Network. Might br- bring the wife on the air for a little bit. Give her Give her a chance to say hello. Because she has never been on the show, so I know she's watching. So there you go. There will be the special guest. The wife will be on the air. So there is that for you. So until I talk to you guys tomorrow night, briefly on Facebook. But if you're listening on the Anchor Network, I will see listen to talk to you guys on Monday. Until then, this is Andy Alford saying, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. Game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams you were for at home. And to my teams. Go Jackets! Go Y! And go State. Ohio State and Michigan State. Good luck tomorrow. Go Michigan, I guess. Go Falcons. Big game on Wednesday night. Pack the Doit. Big game for BGSU hockey. They played St. Mary's tonight and tomorrow. And remember me, folks. Just remember me. Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow night on Facebook Live from the Huntington Center as well as Eyes on Monday on the Anchor Network. Until then, love you guys. Talk to you guys then. This has been a special presentation of All Andy Alford, the Falcon Friday edition. You can be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at All Andy Alford. It is at All Andy Alford, as well as Facebook.com slash All Andy Alford. You can listen to the replay on our Facebook page after the live show is done, as well as listen to it anytime right here on the Anchor Network.